This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 14th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The First Step Act, a recently popular criminal justice reform, which includes some sentencing reforms, now has legs in this lame duck session of Congress, and it has new support from the White House. What's in it? Is it a first step or the best we can do? Molly Gills with Families Against Mandatory Minimums. She discusses the proposed changes. The president has come out uh, in favor of the First Step Act, which we should note at this moment that it is an unfortunate acronym that we won't go into here. Uh, By way of endorsing uh, this legislation, he name-checked Alice Johnson, the woman that he pardoned earlier this year at the behest of Kim Kardashian, which I will again note has done more than I ever have to get anyone out of prison. Uh, He made a specific reference to the Clinton crime law. Uh, in in, in undoing provisions of the law passed uh, back in the 90s that was uh, pretty pretty severe with with respect to some of its uh, provisions. So what did you think of of the fact that now the White House is on board with uh, what – and I have to say he undersold it in a way. He did. It's a really historic criminal justice reform that we're talking about here. The First Step Act uh, is the first criminal justice reform that Congress will have passed since 2010. Uh, There's only been one other major change to federal sentencing law in the last uh, 30 years, and that happened in 1994. Uh, So this is a historic bill. It's a historic moment. And he sold it in all the ways that it should be sold. Uh, He mentioned all the law enforcement support, the overwhelming support from the faith community, the bipartisan support uh, from members of Congress and from advocacy organizations across the political spectrum. So uh, he highlighted everything that he should highlight. And that just means that uh, it's time for the bill to go to a vote on the Senate floor. And the real question now is whether Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell will allow the bill to get uh, the vote that I think it deserves. Now, wouldn't you say, wouldn't you say though, that uh, just by virtue of the fact that the president has come out in favor of it, that it probably has the relevant votes to move forward? I would say so. I think that the president has very big coattails on crime issues. It is very hard to call this president soft on crime. And if you're voting with him on this bill, I think it'd be hard for anyone to call you soft on crime. So what is in it in terms of substance? uh, One of the things you noted before we started recording was that making any kind of federal mandatory minimum sentence uh, alteration retroactive, which this bill does with respect to crack cocaine and uh, powdered cocaine, the disparity in sentencing between uh, trafficking or uh, uh, possessing those those drugs, making that retroactive, that's never happened before. That's correct according to what I know. Uh, if, if someone else has found an exception, I'd love to know about it. But there, like I said, there have really only been two major reforms to mandatory sentencing laws at the federal level in the last 30 years, and neither of them were made retroactive. And the first step uh, would make the second of those reforms, which was called the Fair Sentencing Act in 2010, it would allow that to be applied retroactively. Uh, That bill, the Fair Sentencing Act, uh, adjusted what was an extremely discriminatory uh, ratio differential in the way that crack cases and powder cocaine cases are sentenced and made it uh, slightly fairer. 
And uh, yet that law has never been applied to the people who were sentenced before the law went into effect. And there are still thousands of those people sitting in federal prisons who basically have never gotten a fair sentence. Now, this is a subset. This First Step Act is a subset of provisions that were in another piece of legislation that was more expansive. That's right. Uh, the sentencing reforms that are being added to the First Step Act in the Senate came from a bill called the Sentencing Reform and Corrections Act. It was a, a bill introduced by uh, Republican Judiciary Chair Chuck Grassley, uh, supported by uh, Democrat Dick Durbin, had wide bipartisan support. Uh, not all of the sentencing reforms made the cut. There are some expansions to judicial discretion that aren't going to end up in the final version of the First Step Act. And uh, the Sentencing Reform Act made all of the sentencing reforms retroactive, whereas in this version of the First Step Act that the president is endorsing only that one reform is retroactive. Okay, so what else is in this? The other good things in it, uh, it will give judges more discretion when sentencing drug offenders. So if they feel that the mandatory minimum sentence is not appropriate for a person, they uh, in, in limited cases, they don't have to apply it. Uh, it also fixes some of the worst drug sentencing laws in the federal code right now. Current Under current law, if you have two prior drug convictions and you commit a third drug offense, you go to federal prison for life without parole. This bill would take that mandatory sentence down to 25 years, which is still a very, very long sentence, but is obviously better than life without parole. Uh, if you have a second drug conviction, you go to prison for 20 years under current law. It would reduce that down to 15 years, uh, which is another huge improvement. Um, How many people currently in prison does this affect in terms of either substantially reducing their sentences or, uh, you know, just thinking about the people who are in prison now, not prospectively, but retrospectively. How many people does this affect? I would say retrospectively, it probably adjusts sentences for a couple thousand prisoners. Um, so not that many. And they will um, be released over a period of time. It's not like all of them will walk out of prison the day this bill is signed into law. In terms of people who will be impacted going forward, Every person who goes into the federal prison system will be impacted by the prison reform parts of this bill, which in some ways are very, very strong reforms. Uh, so one of the things this bill does is it corrects an error in the way that your time off for good behavior was being calculated. So prisoners will get an extra week off each year for following prison rules. That will impact every person in federal prison. Uh, and a week may not sound like a whole lot of time to me and you, but if you're a wife or a son or daughter waiting at home for dad to come home, that week means that they might be there in time for your birthday or a wedding anniversary or a family vacation or a funeral. So a week off uh, means a lot to family members uh, who are waiting for loved ones to come back. All right. So this is a, an important reform. What's left? What are the bigger bites of the apple that uh, Congress should be considering? And now in at least two instances, this president seems willing to consider. Well, really, Congress needs to be getting rid of mandatory minimum sentences overall. They take discretion away from judges. They're far too broad. Uh, there are still reforms to be made, for example, to mandatory sentences uh, for possessing a gun while you're committing a drug offense. And often we see uh, people who are legal gun owners uh, who are given you know, extra five-year sentences just for having a gun in their home while they're 
selling drugs out of that home, too. And we have 300 million guns in this country. People don't just get rid of all their guns when they get involved with drugs. And you see a lot of people getting sentences that are longer than they need to be because of that law. That law is not touched by this bill. What should Congress be focusing on in the next session? The Democrats have taken the House. It seems uh, likely that they would be more amenable to some kinds of reforms, uh, perhaps not others. But what should they be focused on? Well, if the First Step Act passes, there's quite a bit of implementation that they need to focus on right away, including appropriating the money that this bill gives towards uh, rehabilitative programming in prisons. Um, this bill makes a big investment in that, and it's a needed investment. Right now, we're hearing quite often from prisoners that they have nothing to do in prisons to prepare themselves to come home. Um, this bill funds those programs, so they've got to get that money appropriated so we can get that rehabilitative programming started. Uh, they've got to do some oversight um, and uh, implementation of these reforms. I would say that's the first task. And I, sh I know that there are definitely lots of Democrats in Congress who want to go further than this bill goes, and I fully expect to see bills going further than this one goes introduced, and that's the next step of advocacy. Molly Gill is vice president of policy at Families Against Mandatory Minimums. You can rate the Cato Daily podcast at iTunes, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 